Hey, I'm Veronica. Hey, I'm Casey, and we are so excited that you are here with us on the Thriving Mompreneurs podcast. Yes, motherhood comes with so many different stages, and each stage looks a little different than the one before. Here, you will find perspectives, tools, and advice on a mama in the toddler stages and in the teenage stages and anything in between. So if you can relate to either of those, you are in for a treat. Are you a professional multitasker? Well, turns out it is possible and we are experts at juggling all the things. Do you find yourself waiting for this mom and business thing to get better? Are you ready to start feeling excited for every day? What would you be able to do if you were energized and present in your home and in your business? We have been there too. Mom guilt, the mental load, exhaustion, you name it, we've been there. And the truth is, being a mompreneur is hard work. And that's okay. It wasn't until we started working on ourselves from the inside out that we started to see major shifts in our lives. You can thrive in every stage of motherhood and business, and we are going to do it together. Each week on this podcast, you will learn how to turn your mind and body into your greatest asset. You will feel seen and heard, getting to know other hardworking mompreneurs, and you will get tangible tools on how to implement changes immediately to create harmony in your mind, body, business, and home. Let's dive in. Welcome back to this week of the Thriving Mompreneurs. If you've been the type of person who bought a new planner every single year, the all or nothing kind of person like me, or the one who wants so badly to get themselves back on track this year, but you just can't seem to get it together, this episode is for you. Before we go there, first, I want to welcome you to join us over in the growing private community, The Thriving Mompreneurs, where you can stay connected with Casey and I, but we also want you to connect with more driven business, and family-minded women. So hop over to the link in the show notes and join us there. Awesome. So I was thinking today about how we were going to jump into this like this topic. And I am so, as I shared last week, the uh, black and white person. I'm like a recovering black and white thinker. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one is a little tricky for me. And so when I, but I'm also, I, I love a good planner, you guys. I told you I'm a list maker. I like a planner. I like blank pages. I like to put my things on them. So one of the biggest things that kind of began to shape how I move forward that was, I think, a big strategy um, that Veronica brought to the table and it reminded me was thinking about things as goals versus tasks, right? And so, mm-hmm. Veronica, uh, tell me about how you like to break down a goal versus a task and like, what do you teach clients when you work with them on this topic? Yeah, So we were actually just talking about this because we have very similar ways of putting it. I just call it outcome versus action steps um, because I found that, I guess, in my opinion, they both are goals, right? Like they're just different kinds of goals. Um, But one, you're looking for like a result or an outcome and the other one is an action step. And so just in my research between like habit tracking and in my own life, Mm -hmm. I found that I stick to things way better when I celebrate the actual action steps and not just look forward to the outcome. And so whether, I mean, we could take that into like business, especially I feel like is a big one. It was like, I was in network marketing for years and my, I swear, my only goal was like a thousand dollars in sales or, you know, 20 customers. First of all, they were like way too big and crazy, but that's a different Mm thing. And to like, just get started. And, and then I realized that the 
if I wasn't at that result right now, then it made me feel bad and I didn't want to put in the work anyway. And so I had to learn to change my business from writing these big, you know, like, um, were they vision boards of all the things I wanted. Instead, I had to get really excited about reaching out to people and starting new connections and getting curious about people. And so that was kind of my transition from only looking at goals and results to getting excited about the actual action steps to get there. Yeah, I think that's super, super insightful. Um, I think that when you when you break things down in that way, you can it's like, you know, when your kids are little, you know, if you're listening to this, you're very likely a mom or you wouldn't be here. Um, <laughs> maybe you're not. That's cool. But I'm just, yeah, you know, most of, most of our <laughs> listeners are. Um, and you're teaching your child to get dressed, you know, potty train. <laughs> list, oh, gosh, I know. That was like that was like my worst nightmare. I don't want to go it. back there. <laughs> send Um, help (laughs) yeah i know i know i think when you think back about something like getting dressed that one of my children had a really hard time learning how to get dressed and i mean we had to sell it you got your sock on today cool yay everything (laughs) is all that you got one sock on today the rest of it i had to do cool and then the like a week later it's like oh my gosh you're able to put your pants on today cool yay and i think really celebrating like you're saying each part of something makes the like when you get to where you thought you were going so much sweeter because you've already spent all of this time anticipating this like big thing and celebrating literally everything along the way um so celebrating all those small wins you know where you're talking about action steps like those are all wins they're small wins leading up to a really big win usually and i think that that's really cool yeah. And also, I don't know where this came from because I had nothing for kind of veering off a little bit, but um, realizing that a lot of times when you have those outcome based goals or those result based goals, you're not in control of them, right? Yeah. Like if you are trying to hit a sales goal or if you're trying to see some sort of outcome, most of the time, especially in business, maybe not always, but the ones that are most discouraging to hit, in my opinion, are the ones where someone else has to be a part of that transaction. And that's yeah. what you're looking forward to, right? And so, that doesn't leave you a lot of like empowerment or control or or really a lot of say. I mean, you might be able to set the environment up for it, but if you're only looking for that outcome and that's the only time you're going to celebrate, you're missing all of the things that takes along the way to get better at, you know, writing your sales pages or get better at talking to people and finding out what they need from you and how you can serve them. Like you're going to miss the journey along the way because you're only focusing on this outcome that you may or may not have control over. And so, yeah, yeah, getting more into celebrating your action steps helps you almost like take control again and like get in the driver's seat again. And so just like hoping that one day you'll end up at your destination. Yeah. And I mean, and sometimes if you're only celebrating your end, your outcome, your goal, along the way, the, the goal or the outcome changes based upon the wins or losses that you encounter along the way and the things that you're learning from those things, sometimes the end shifts, you right. know? And if you're just waiting to celebrate for that thing and you don't ever get there, well, what do you do then? You know what I mean? Right. It's like, so I think it gives you that oomph to like keep pushing forward um, on something. And, you know, you're teaching your kids that same skill when they see you doing it. You know, my kids have... Uh, watched me trying to build a business and working on that. They've watched my husband and I build uh, a couple of other successful businesses and 
um, they've seen some wins and some losses and it's like they're, they're, they've seen us happy. They've seen us upset, you know, about all these things. And so I think that those are, it's skill building. It's all skill building. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was actually talking to a client or like yesterday, I think. And I think it's fitting because we're in like Super Bowl season. I'm not a sports person. So I think it's funny that my husband would be like, what if he heard me using this as an analogy? But I've been using the Super Bowl analogy in terms of like being if you were a football player and the only thing in your entire world was like the only reason you're in football, the only thing that you were waiting for was to either win or get into the Super Bowl. There are so many things that have to happen. There's like an entire season, right? There's practices, there's preseason, there's like so many things that happen yeah. along the way yeah. that if all you're looking for is to win the Super Bowl, you're going to miss out on every single win, every single opportunity to bond, every single like milestone along the way. And I feel like that so many people are waiting for their Super Bowl moment um, instead of just like getting in the game and actually practicing every day and doing what you can to get better and hopefully even qualify for that, you know? So yeah, I thought it was fitting for the season of, of the time. Well, you know what example <laughs> popped into my head that's not sports, but I was thinking of something like a Miss Universe pageant, right? So where <laughs> there's only one Miss Universe, right? There's a lot yep. of women competing, all the things. But think about all the people you meet and the practices that you've had doing any number of things, whether you're, you know, writing speeches or answering questions or giving interviews or like doing all these other skills that you can use for all kinds of other things that are not that don't have anything to do with that um the, i mean so 99.9% of the people do not win but they're actually winning because they have all these other skills yeah. that they've learned you know um that is crazy that you cuz i used to compete in pageants i don't know, I know and that, that as i was telling that story it, it then i was like oh yeah you used to do that i just it's funny i won <laughs> love it i was never in a pageant but i it would just, I used to watch the pageants a lot. I had a friend, my best friend growing up liked to watch them. So um, yes, it's just something I was, that just popped in my head as you were talking about the Super Bowl. I mean, so there are any number of examples like that, but I mean, the the wins along the way are teaching you, we've talked about this a million times, they're teaching you things that you like, things you don't like, things that work, things that don't work, you know, skill building, like all these things. So yeah, super important. Yeah. Um, And yeah, and the other thing that we, you know, I thought a lot about it and I and I talk a lot about this and I just wanted to make sure that we talked about it here. Um, when you're planning your calendar, so, it's, you know, when you're planning your calendar, one of the main things that you need to think about is, you know, you can't eliminate a whole section of your life from your calendar because it's just not going to work if you're pretending that your life isn't busy. If you're a mom and a business owner or a working mom, your life is freaking busy and there's no getting around it. Um, you know, so your family belongs on your calendar, your work belongs on your calendar, you belong on your calendar, your relationships belong on your calendar. And, you know, there's no getting around the fact that you have a million kid activities and you're trying to put a date night together and you're trying to have a business and you're also trying to have you as a human have like, um, you know, (laughs) some time for yourself. You have to make sure that you're putting all of those spaces leaving spaces or putting things into your calendar for all of those things. So, um, and for me, it's one of the things that I talk a lot about with clients is around making sure to leave that time in your calendar for whatever you want to call it. Some people call it self-care, self-development, self-whatever, but like you belong on your own calendar. Like not the you that's doing for other people, but the you that's doing for you and what lights you up from the inside out. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah. Because I mean, I've heard so many times that what is most important to you will go on your calendar. And somewhere yeah. along the way, we lost sight of like family time and um, self-care time. And we started putting in work as like the biggest thing in our calendar and our goals and, and our action steps that we want to take. But we don't actually think to put our like I have literal times where if I'm too busy, I'm going to schedule from the hours of like eight to nine to be off my phone and be with my daughter. Like, yeah. you know, to get intentional about the the people I'm spending time with and get intentional about the time that I spend with myself, too, because it's so easy to if you're not actively putting it on your calendar to not address it at all. Yeah, I, I think that's super important point. And I mean, and that can look like whatever you want it to look like. We're not here to tell you exactly what your calendar needs to look like. We're here to sort of remind you of some tenants that you can use to make it work for you, for the Mm -hmm. season you're in, for the life you have, the life you want, your personality, you know, whatever. So, um, and, you know, one of the things I'll ask you, Veronica, um, you know, when you're thinking about your calendar, one of the things we, we talked about is making sure that you're spending your time, the place that you feel is important, right? And so Mm -hmm. how do you categorize your calendar? Like, how do you make sure that the things that are important to you end up on your calendar? Like, how do you filter that out personally? Yeah. So personally, I I always put, so like I have a physical job outside of my business and in motherhood. And so I always put that in my calendar first because I like to just see what time I have left over, right? I can't do much about like needing to clock in and clock out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Those are my hours. And then after that, I mean, just getting a layout for the week, then I'm going to put start like starting with the most important thing and then going down. And so um, if you were to look at my calendar right now, you would see like family time is the next biggest chunk in my calendar. I make sure to block out hours for that. And then Mm -hmm. after that, I have literal like you'll see like 15 minute slots of like when I can do chores and then I'll have different slots on when I can sit down and like have prayer time. And, And it's just good to you know, like, like Casey said, we're not looking for you to have it look a specific way, but even just opening up your calendar and looking at the week and what time you have left over gets Mm -hmm. you, lets you start thinking intentionally about it instead of like going on autopilot and just like, oh, it's Tuesday and I haven't even like talked to my spouse, (laughs) you know, since, since Friday. So like, you know, like that kind of thing of getting in the intentional business of, of addressing those things and nurturing them. Um, yeah. And so how would you, would you say? I, I'm similar, actually. I, my work goes on there because my work makes schedule months in advance. Um, my hair appointments and my massages go on there very early, you guys. <laughs> I schedule everything around those because they are very hard to get mm-hmm. and they're very important to me. It's yeah. like, I love both my hairdresser and my massage therapist. Mm-hmm. Like as humans, so it's like a therapy session when I go there. We there's no relaxing. We just talk, 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 talk. <laughs> so like those actually are quite important to me. And um, then you know, like you said, I ske- I schedule in family time. I schedule in date nights, like all of that because I'm a person who is easily distractible. I'm very likely have ADHD, so I am. <laughs> if I am left to my own devices, I get on a tangent. Like today, it was Dropbox folders. And I started making all this organization in Dropbox and realized I had wasted a whole hour on folders that I didn't need to do today. Um, So don't do as I say, do as, I mean, don't do as I'm doing, do as I say, which is, you know, decide ahead of time what you're doing. So 
yeah, it's it's important to me to put things on ahead of time so that I kind of have a good target for my day. Yeah. Um, and, you know, thinking about what, when, when you're beginning to think about what's important to you, you know, you're thinking about asking yourself, um, I think, Veronica, you came up with this uh, question concept for making sure that we want to talk about this today is like, what does being a good whatever mean to you? What does being a good mom mean to you? What does it look like to be a good business owner? What does it look like to be a good leader in your home, in your community, in your church? Uh, what does it mean to be a good wife? Like all these things, that's, like if you don't know where you're going, you're just not going to get there. You just, you know what I mean? You just sort of end up somewhere. So really understanding what success looks like. You have to know what a win looks like. We've talked about that a lot of times yeah. too. And like that, in this case, it if you want to win on your calendar, you need to know what you're actually trying to do. Mm-hmm. So. And, I, and I think I love this question because every time I ask it to someone, it's like, I haven't really thought about that. You know, yeah. there's so many times that people are like, I really just want to be a good mom. But we've never like quantified what that means, right? Like, yeah. what does being a good mom mean? Or what does being successful in your business look like? And so I'm kind of going to like also pivot into the next point because it goes into it really well is that once you identify what that being that good thing is you know whatever mm-hmm. that title is mm-hmm. you want to know why that's your definition of good like what is it someone else telling you that that's the definition of good or is it your are you truly is that your true goal um because at the end of the day like casey said you're want you're looking for a win and so um, there's been times too where we are like, I want to be a good mom because good moms bake everything and make everything <laughs> from scratch. And and that that might be your definition of a good mom. But yeah. if it's not and you're just looking at someone else doing that, you're gonna get into the state of burnout because you're not really operating out of what you want. You're operating out of what some what you think it should look like, like that makes it good. Um yeah. and so making sure that not only f- like scheduling in those wins, but scheduling that fulfillment into your calendar so that you know that you're making these decisions based on what's important to you and not on someone else's agenda or expectation. Yeah, I think we've talked about, um, you know, letting your values and your boundaries lead so many things. We've talked about that a lot of times. And in this case, when we're talking about scheduling, you're talking about your values leading you to activities that are going to fulfill you as a human, as a wife, as a mother, whatever. Um, versus activities that are just ticking boxes on a list that aren't necessarily for you. Sometimes you have to do things that, you know, aren't as fulfilling like filing your taxes. But for the most part, you can choose activities that take you towards where you want to be based on your values and boundaries. And I think, you know, that that kind of filters into all the things that we talk about here on this podcast. And you know, who sh- who would think that, you know, values and boundaries applies to your calendar? But alas, it does, ladies. It sure does. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Yeah. Um, and the last kind of point that we wanted to talk about today, the last, like, number four, we want to talk about, you know, I think we, we uh, hinted at this last week, but going from that all or nothing mindset to a slow and steady wins the race, like chipping away at things, picking, getting things on your calendar and picking the activities are going to slowly lead you where you want to go instead of like, you know, the example that I was thinking about when we were talking about this episode, um, you know, thinking back to the last like big thing that you did, the last big project, or maybe going back even into like high school when somebody said you had to write a term paper or college, um, you know, 
Did you get a good grade? If you crammed the whole thing into one day, all the writing, the editing, the blah, blah, blah. Like when I was in school, I had to handwrite papers, you guys. So that took a while. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, when or were you more successful when you finally learned the skill that they were trying to teach you, which is how to break it down, how to, you know, fit it into multiple days of small bits of time? Because that's that always takes you where you want to go in that you're slow, you're steady, you're consistent. You know, they taught it to us when we were in grade school. And somehow as grownups, we like think we, thank God I got out of school. I don't have to think about that anymore. But (laughs) yes, it still applies. (laughs) It it definitely still applies because for some reason, yeah, we switched from like, in, I mean, I have a toddler, so we switch from celebrating those little milestones and those things that those, those things that make you progress toward the overall goal, right? Two, I want it today or I wanted it yesterday. And so therefore I'm going to expect this to happen yesterday <laughs> and be yeah. upset if it doesn't happen that way. Um, and so that kind of is what's creating that all or nothing storm of like, well, if I can't get it yesterday, then I'm not going to do it at all. And then it's like, well, then you're just going to be stuck there. And that is a really sad place to be. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. in in today's society, there's a lot of dopamine hits that happen yeah. from yeah. this immediate gratification society that we kind of live in. Um, you know, everything's on the Internet, you know. Anything you do, I mean, I'm just as guilty as everybody else. You're sitting on the couch and somebody talks about X, Y, Z and you're like, I'm going to look that up right now. And you like look at because, you know, yeah. you can't even complete the conversation without having the answer immediately. I mean, and back in the day, you couldn't do that. You just had to either talk about it without knowing or just go look it up in the Britannica encyclopedia. That was our jam growing up. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I think... You know, just to kind of circle up and kind of make round out this episode, we are talking about the four things that we think will help you create a more um, happy calendar, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, outcomes versus action steps or goals versus tasks, whichever you like to say. You want to move towards celebrating all those small wins along the way. Um, number two, You and your family and your business all belong on your calendar. You need to put everything that you want that's taking you to be the mom, the business owner, the leader that you want to be. It goes on your calendar. Number three, you want to schedule for fulfillment versus productivity. You want to be doing things that take you towards happiness and fulfillment. And number four, slow and steady wins the race. Don't rush anything. You have all the time in the world to learn these things, to do these things, to meet your goals, to you know, get where you're trying to go. Don't rush it. Just consistently chip away and you will get where you want to go. Awesome. Well, we are going to go ahead and transition into the question of the day. So (laughs) Casey always writes these and they're (laughs) super entertaining. But if I was a video game character, which of my physical stats would be the highest? (laughs) This is so funny. Okay. So A, stealth, B, balance, or C, handiness. So I'm going with C 100% all day long. What the heck? Oh, I'm like MacGyver. I can like, do you mean, you're probably too young to remember that show, but there's an <laughs> amazing show called MacGyver and this guy could make things out of like a paper clip and, you know, like a pencil and he'd make a bomb and save the whole day. I can do that. I can, I can do I, anything. I only given. said what the heck because we literally picked the same answer every week i was also say handiness nice because i would say 
I would feel bad about being stillful and I am not balanced at all. I can't. No, I'm not either. To save my life. So handiness is the only thing that I have going for me, actually. (laughs) That's so funny. We say the same thing because we're very, we're very similar personalities. That's why this podcast works. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Uh, well, make sure you join us next week where we talk about how the very same strategies you use to clean your house are the very same strategies that will build you a very successful business. Well, Mama, that wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for being here with us again this week. Before you go, please make sure you hit that follow button so you get notified of all the new episodes that are coming up and head on over to the Thriving Mompreneurs Facebook community and join us there. In our thriving community, you will be connected with other business and family-minded mamas looking to feel fulfilled and energized within their lives. And you will be able to start implementing some of the tools we talked about right here on this podcast with some amazing accountability. All right, mama, we will see you at the same time, same place next week. And remember, you were made to thrive. See you next time.